This is Josh Sumby, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Drayton, North Dakota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conan. Former North Dakota FSA Director Aaron Crowder does not expect to see a farm bill passed in 2024. To think that we're going to do something between now and that time frame, it's just not going to happen because the focus is going to be on, well, we got to get these budgets or this resolution figured out. From there, you're going into March, April, May, we're into a election year and we're into a presidential election year and things just get gridlocked as soon as you open your mouth. So I just don't see that thing happening in calendar year 2024. Now, you could say, okay, the election's over in November and in the lame duck session in December, they'll pass the farm bill. Well, I don't think the, the minutiae and everything's going on isn't going to get it done. So I'm just saying it's going to be February 2025. And Crowder says another farm bill extension would not be terrible for producers. There are a lot of other things that take priority for legislators right now and ways around dealing with issues that another extension may cause. People often get so wrapped up in farm bill. Well, that's just the policy wonk of it. When you really get to the money, that's when it comes to the appropriations for, for, ag, for the Department of Agriculture, you know, Department of Interior, all those defense, all those appropriations, all 12 of them have to get through there. Well, that's where they put in some of this rural development money and, and special things that need to get funded. Or maybe there's going to be some ad hoc disaster. I mean, we are in a challenged climate state. We have extremes and we have large indemnity payments here. But then again, you get to states like Tennessee or Carolinas and look at the hurricanes they've had lately or the hailstorms they've had or the wildfires in, in California. U.S. Cattlemen's Association Senior Policy Advisor Jess Peterson says there's been a shift in congressional power in the country. Started writing farm bills is for these cotton programs and these programs in the South. And so you had a combination of appropriators, which they're the ones that spend the money, and then the Ag Committee, typically for from the South, and then leadership of the United States Senate, Senate leaders and things of that nature. You're now seeing that leadership shift to the North, notably Senator Hoven, as he sits in leadership on appropriations on the Senate side. That's always key. He works very, very well with Democrat colleagues, notably John Tester from Montana, very bipartisan. So that power in the North with two key appropriators means that's where the dollars in addition to, you look at senior leadership over everything. You have uh, Senator Thune in leadership in South Dakota, John Barrasso, leadership in Wyoming. Peterson says there's a huge opportunity for agriculture in this area. There's no surprise you have Leader McConnell in Kentucky. Uh, these are kind of the last, last years of his incredible run. Uh, there will be some jockeying around for that leadership coming from the north. So that means as you write farm bills, as we talked about ad hoc spending, you have key leaders that work in a bipartisan fashion. Now is an exciting time for folks, obviously across the country, you've got a lot of power and influence, utilize it. Amy Klobuchar, Minnesota, I mean, you obviously had Colin Peterson back in the day, you've made some shifts, but still that continues to be key area, key elements that are all happening right now. Exciting times, big difference going on. Rainfall is expected to increase in Brazil this week, beginning Tuesday and continuing through the weekend. World Weather Incorporated says daily rainfall totals will vary from a quarter of an inch to an inch per day, with some localized areas getting as much as two inches per day. Southern Brazil and Argentina will see a favorable mix of rain and sunshine over the next two weeks. Brazilian agriculture consultant Corey Melby says there are a lot of unknowns concerning this Brazilian soybean crop. 
And my take on things, uh, given the way 2015-16 played out, um, you know, it's Brazilian summer vacations now. Uh, people are not at the offices, so new data is not going to come in. Uh, just be prepared for lots of lies the next month or two, because there's going to be no one to uh, counter whatever statement. It's going to be a race to the bottom on these crop production numbers. Be careful. Uh, last year's Brazil crop was bigger than we thought it was, which means this crop started out bigger than we imagined too, 170 million. And Melby says don't forget about the rebound in Argentina's crop. The 20-25 million ton lost last year in Argentina is easily going to rebound, you know, back to 45-50 million ton. So even if Brazil loses 20 million tons by January or February, it's still a push for South America. We need to really grasp that uh, market for, for the market to, to, to understand all that. Social media posts from Argentina are saying Argentina's new government is proposing to increase export taxes for soybean meal and soybean oil, raising the export tax from 31 percent to 33 percent. Sunflower export taxes are proposed to increase from 7 percent to 15 percent. Lowen and Associates President Pete Lowen says the wheat market trade seems to be back to trading news fundamentals little bit back to reality at least from a wheat market standpoint you know last week on between thursday friday and and to some extent saturday had a really broad uh coverage pretty good uh volume wise rain across hardwood where wheat country in the southern plains and and up into through southern nebraska um which you know friday's trading the wheat was higher which was once again kind of counter to what that uh, uh that event should have been producing but we that back to reality through the overnight trade and into today and uh, seeing some effects with that with lower futures uh, at the start this morning. And the cattle market trying to extend its push higher. For a couple of weeks we've been in, up, in an uptrend and, and at least we've got a level of support under us from the, from the recent lows. Uh, we did see negotiated cash at the feedlot level a dollar lower last week. It took until late on and Friday for the Southern Plains trade to develop at the in the uh, 170 area. It was 171 the week prior. Nebraska had trade Wednesday, Thursday, and a little bit on Friday, a uh, dollar lower levels there as well. Bauer trading market analyst Ben Cash says the soybean meal market is pushing the soybean market higher. I think it's just concerns about that Brazil weather. Um, I think that's what's driving that. Um, we've also had, you know, somewhat of a slide into support levels of the 390, so I think you're starting to see some some bottom picking in here, some technical buying, but I think overall it's more of the concern about uh, Mato Grosso. I mean, it, portions of that area uh, in northern Brazil, we start to see harvest come in mid-January to end of January already. So it is a critical time for them, and that they really need these showers to show up this week. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Since 1980, Wes Weibel has only missed one North Dakota Farmers Union annual convention. He reflects on major changes he's seen over the years in North Dakota's agriculture. Back in the 80 when I started in North Dakota here anyway with farming, we used to do summer following, you know, and maybe half of our ground was seeded and then the other half 
you know, was summer followed just to get a better crop. Now with the new farm technology, the new machinery that they have, you know, no tilling come in, you know, there's no more summer following. None of the ground is black anymore. And uh, so we seed every acre. The seed is a lot better, you know, the yields keep going up every year. We never used to use fertilizer like we do, you know, plus you couldn't get it. And, and now, so yeah, basically I think mach machinery is probably the biggest thing and in the way we farm. As farming method shifts, he sees new issues for producers. People who were back then that have passed away wouldn't believe how we're doing it now compared to what it was. It's just unbelievable. And the farms too, they have gotten bigger. I mean, as more and more farmers quit and get older, and especially if they didn't have kids or the kids didn't take over the farm, now it's being taken over by neighbors, so the farms seem like they're getting bigger and bigger all the time. And I, I don't know... To me, when I talk to big farmers, and I, I was an average size farm. The hardest thing that I find out is finding people to work. Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation President Dan Glessing has returned from the American Farm Bureau's resolutions meeting that took place last week in Washington, D.C. That's in preparation for their annual convention in January. Glessing also had opportunities to meet with legislators to discuss issues, including farm bill, but also H-2A labor was part of the conversation. When those wage increase are, are 8 to 12 percent annually, that has made that program almost unaffordable because you're also providing transportation for those workers. You're providing housing and three meals a day, actually, too. So that really adds up, and we're calling for a freeze on those wage increases until we can get that formula to work a little better. At this point, it's, it's just putting farmers out of business, and, and pretty soon we're going to be importing our food versus uh, importing our, our temporary workers to get that food out. And we have the ability to produce it here in the States so so efficiently and effectively it's just kind of a, a shame the labor force has been an issue across all industries in the country that's another major concern is just that workforce it's just non-existent and um, this is kind of a program that we're h2a really does work we're going to be importing our food from countries with not the same labor standards that we have and probably not the same safety and i don't want to generalize but probably not the same safe, safety standards that the U.S. has. That workforce is, is critically important, especially in, in certain seasons of the year for farmers and just trying to get that those workers to, to where they need to be. Based on last fall's season's pressure and a dry fall, grasshopper pressure is expected to increase this coming spring in the driest areas of the northern plains. FMC Technical Service Manager Eric Rebeck recommends scouting early to stay ahead of the pressure. Scouting is important to um, time it right and, and look, for, um, look for those populations where they might be problematic. Um, later in the season, they, they will start to uh, penetrate deeper into, into, uh, into crop fields. Um, so early on, we want to get on top of it. Um, it's best to control those, those nymphs when they're young. Uh, and FMC does provide a, a very good product, uh, insecticide called Vanticore. Um, it's Renaxapir Active. Um, it's very low use rates at 0.7 to 1.7 fluid ounces per acre. The EPA's ban on the active ingredient in Laura's ban has impacted what insecticides are available. And Rebex says there are replacement products available and effective. With the loss of Laura's ban, um, that poses a bunch of problems for, for different insects and different crops. But the, the good news is there are replacement products out there that are, um, that are effective and, and, again, lower use rates and, and gentle on beneficials as well and, and quite effective products, including Vanticore.
Acres and Shares is reporting 124 shares of American Crystal Sugar Company stock sold during the week ending December 15th at $5,600 per share. So far this trading season, 2,800 shares have sold at an average price of $5,214 per share with a high of $5,850 and a low of $5,000. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Mark Watney has been reelected as the North Dakota Farmers Union president for uh, the, the next term at the organization's annual convention. He highlighted past successes like founding farmers' restaurants and stressed the importance of creativity for future success. NDFU Vice President Bob Kylan was also reelected. Kylan serves as chair of Farmers Union Industries that oversees brands that work to add value to ag products across the country. They just worked with Two Track Barley here in, in North Dakota, and so they're building a new plant just east of uh, Bismarck here. And so they do malting barley roasting for all over the country. So they're going to be expanding there, and, and that's what we do. We help businesses expand and do their searches and everything to get their businesses started. So we give them startup money to get things going and do the, all their planning and everything. So it's uh, everything to do with agriculture is what we want the industry to keep growing and growing and, and get more instead of being uh, suffering to our markets like we have to do. Let's get on the other side of it and, and be able to charge what we want for our products. Several of those brands feed off one another. We go in and take all the damaged uh, turkey and chicken parts when they're butchering. You get, they get bruised and everything, so they get cut off, and, and we buy all that, and we put it in 50-pound chunks and freeze it and put it on pellets, and then it goes into the high-end cat and dog food business, which we're in, too, because we own Performance Pet in Mitchell, South Dakota. It's the nation's newest cannery, so we make a lot of can, uh, canned cat and dog food. Uh, Costco is one of our really big clients. It's, uh, it works well with all of our companies because all those products that go in cat and dog food are things we handle every day. So we work well together and uh, we make pretty good profit doing it. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, Minneapolis, March wheat down nine and a quarter at 721 and a half. May down eight and three quarters at 730 and three quarters. Chicago wheat 12 and three quarters lower at 616 and a half. Kansas City down 15 at 628. March corn futures six and a quarter lower at 476 and a half. July corn five and three quarters lower at 499. Soybeans January futures nine and three quarters higher at 1325 and a half. March soybeans seven higher at 1338 and a half. Live cattle 45 cents higher for February. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.